Hello. Hello out there. To the universe. Coming in to the universe. Coming in from Northridge. Northridge, California. Sending message from Northridge. Can you hear me? Doc! 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 Alright, I'm in. Uh, one sec, one sec. I'm back in. We're back in the saddle. Alrighty. Let me get comfortable here. It's an, oop. It's a new... It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Oh, <laughs> I'm knocking myself around, charging my phone. Welcome to the old podcast. Welcome to the new, the new, the old. Can't believe we're back. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, October. I'm going to speak loud. I'm going to try to speak up. Speak loud. It's October 4th. And it's Tuesday, and um, I haven't done an old-fashioned, I don't remember the last time I did one of these. <laughs> What's the last time I did a, I'm going back to the old format. I'm going back to the original format that got me here, that got me to where I am today. The original format of the podcast. Oh, I didn't even bring myself anything to drink. I'll have to get something later. After a bunch of talking, I'll start to get parched. It's been a while since I did this old version of the podcast. But it's just what's going on now. I'm recovering from surgery six days ago. Got doctor's apartment and doctor's apartment in the morning, Wednesday morning, and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of plans, a lot going on. Well, planning to a week from today, um, back to Spokane, to Pasco, and um, yeah, friend's wedding, and up at the parents' house for. A little bit, and that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, just getting stronger, getting stronger every day. Of course, feeling good, feeling good, feeling great. And uh, it's a good day. It's a great day. It's a great day. It's a great day for a great day. All right. So anyway, what was I? Was there anything I wanted to let you know? We're, <laughs> we're back in the, the old podcast. The old show. The old new show. It's the old new show. And we're going to do Pete Davidson. Because that's like the most current. It's like the most 2022 person I could think of. It just... I was thinking maybe Florence Pugh, but we can just do that next week, or not even next week, whatever next one is.
I just was in the new the mood to podcast because I'm just feeling so good and uh, it's just been so long since I did this. It's like a throwback. So let's let's uh start off with the old. Let's just get into the first IMDb. Pete Davidson. He's about my age. He's uh, he's born in November of '93. I was born in April. And also related to me, his first IMDb credit, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He plays Stephen for one episode in 2013. This is interesting because. This was one of the first shows I did background on and that and I actually appeared in the background of an episode which I will post as the art for for the photo for this episode here. You can see I'm I'm right behind the TV uh mature or TV 14 or whatever. There goes a helicopter. I'm only, I'm only like a mile away from the Van Nuys Airport. Usually, usually there's not too much. There's not really many air sounds. It's not too. It's not a busy airport. It's all private. But <laughs> I was gonna start this episode with a a riff on how I just thought how insane do you have to be to be a helicopter pilot? Like, to, I, I, I get it if people want to try it, like, maybe, like, once in their lifetime or something. But to do it as a job, to do it, like, you know, five days a week as a job, that's just a, you got to be a crazy person. What kind of person would, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, I would never do that. And I doubt, they don't make, like, that much money where it's, they obviously just like doing it. So I just don't understand. I, I guess there's, there's people for every... People would do anything, I guess. But, uh... I was just laughing about that. <laughs> it's like, I can't imagine just every single day being like... I gotta go up in the helicopter now. And then I started thinking about Kobe's pilot. And then... You start going down that dark route. And, um... Yeah, <laughs> I just stopped talking. All right, so Brooklyn Nine Nine. So yes, I was behind the the logo, you know, TV, PG or MA or whatever. So you'll see me in that picture right there. Andy Samberg's in it. And uh, speaking of Andy Samberg, I just wrote a some haikus about the Corona beer commercial with. Andy Samberg and uh, Snoop Dogg on my blog, the old blog, which predates this podcast by two and a half years, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Visit the blog. All right. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, that was a cool, because I got to work, we were in the office, so all the people, it's a, it was a great cast. They were all there, like uh, Joe Latrulio, the little guy with the big eyes from like Superbad. He's in a bunch of movies, a bunch of comedies. 
back in the day. And there was um, Terry Crews, of course, and who Stephanie Beatriz. Um, who else was in that? Who else was in that cast? There's um, Sandberg. There's a few other people. And they always had good guest stars, too. I didn't watch... I never watched that show much, but my mom liked that show. I saw a couple episodes. And um, let's go to Pete Davidson's second video short from 2013. He plays Pipe Cleaner in Tubby Man. Another short from 2013... Archie Black is the name of it. 2014, he plays Stinkfinger in School Dance. Let's, let's see what this movie is. A high school freshman wants to be part of the most popular dance clique in his school, but tends to freeze in the spotlight and has no clue how he's going to pass the initiation. It has... 4.5 stars out of 10 on IMDb. Um, let's see, who is the... Oh, <laughs> the director is Nick Cannon. Speaking, wasn't, so Nick Cannon was the host of America's Got Talent. And isn't that, speaking of Terry Crews, isn't Terry Crews, like, right? Terry Crews is now the host of America's Got Talent. So somehow all race relates together. So Nick Cannon was the director and writer of this movie. It also starred Patrick Warburton, who his photo, Patrick Warburton from, what, Putty, David Putty from Seinfeld, classic, and uh, the, vo the voice of Joe in Family Guy. And, uh, but his picture is, Patrick Warburton was in a, a sitcom for like one year. Uh, what was this? Now I have to click on, now we're clicking on Patrick Warburton. What was the name of this? Uh, it was like The Ant or, oh my God. He's 186 credits. It was... It was a sitcom, The Tick? I think it may have been The Tick from, what, like 2000? Yeah, The Tick, there you go. 2001 to 2002, nine episodes. It's got a 7.8 stars out of 10. That's pretty good. With 5,500 ratings. That's pretty solid. Uh, it only... <laughs> it went... It went for it was only nine episodes, but it went two from two thousand one to two thousand two, so that makes it sound longer. But Patrick Warburton plays the Tick. David Burke, Liz Vassy, Nestor Carbonell, William Newman. I haven't heard of any of these people. Ben Edlund was the creator. The Tick is the story of superhero The Tick based on the popular comic book. What? Now I have to... Alright, 
now I got to pull up another. Oh, the Mariners game. Let's we can we'll keep a that'll be something to do for this podcast. <laughs> you could be listening to this podcast in any month of any year, but let's see what's happening in the Mariners game right now. <laughs> Not that it, the season may be over. I I think the Mariners will win the World Series. I told my dad. So there's a doubleheader today. Oh, it's not till 3.10. Okay. Okay, game... Oh, really? Uh, game one is not till 3.10. I was thinking it was 3.10 Eastern, which would make it noon, which would make it already... Because it's 12.22 p.m. right now. I like to let you know what time it is. But... So, yeah, I was telling my dad that I just predict... I foresee a Mariners-Dodgers World Series... And is going to go seven games, and then I told him I was that I want to go to like I'll go to game seven or game six. I'll go to game six, and then I've, I imagine it's going to be really. Who knows? Uh, it'll be a couple hundred, of course, dude. The World Series, game six, of the World Series at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that would be at least a couple hundo. That's. That's a couple hundred minimum, I think. Which maybe I won't. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have like a lot of money, to, like that to throw around. But still, if it no, but if it's the Mariners though, if it, I, I wouldn't do it if it's not the Mariners. But oh my god, I'm looking at these guys running. There's always crazy car chases on the news around here. These guys are, these guys are running across the freeway. But um, I'm all over the place right now. No, I'm saying if. If the Mariners make it, and it's at the Dodger, it's at Dodger Stadium, Game Six, because you don't know if there's going to be Game Seven, so you got to go to Game Six. Then I, I would go to that if it's the Mariners, dude. I would. That's worth the money. That's that's like a once. When would the Mariners ever make the World Series? <laughs> when are the Mariners ever going to make the World Series? And then it's at, and then it's specifically at Dodger Stadium, and I'm here. I mean, it kind of. It was all gonna. It's gonna. I'm feeling the Mariners. The Mariners are very loaded right now. A very loaded team. I mean, the best team they've had in since '01. Yeah, just absolutely stacked. Like even like our pitcher, like Marco. Marco has been struggling. He like he used to be our ace, but now we have so many other like Robbie Ray, and then we picked up Luis Castillo midseason. And, uh, oh yeah, and then the young guys, Logan Gilbert and, uh, Kirby. And Gil- Gilbert's really good. It's like our, our starting, our, and then our bullpen. We have one of the best bullpens in baseball as well. So, yeah, our starting pitching is, um, is definitely, just make sure this is still, make sure it's still recording. You don't want to be talking into nothing, into the a void no, um, yeah, the Mariners starting, like, the only thing that's, the, the bats, the, the hitting is lacking a little bit, but we have some timely hitting, and then, who knows what J-Rod may do in his rookie season playoffs, you know, who knows, man, Mariners, I'm feeling the Mariners, but I was just say I just want to go to, if it's, like, game six, or even, I don't even have to wait till game six, why wouldn't I just do... Game, no, but we'll we'll see, we'll see when, because I want to, 
yeah, because I'll be in Spokane for a bit. But uh, the World Series is late this year. The World Series will go is going to go into November. It's a November, no matter what, World Series. So, speaking of November, Patrick Warburton was born November 14th, 1964. That makes him two years younger than my dad. My dad's about to turn 60, November 9th, which is also my friend's birthday, who is the friend that I'm going to his wedding. So, <laughs> it all ties together. <laughs> In the end, it all ties together. All right. Let's get out of Patrick Warburton. But it says in in the top of his IMDb, it says he's known as, um, let's get out of school dance. It says Patrick Warburton is known as Putty, David Putty from Seinfeld. So that's what he's most known for. But I don't have to Google the tick. I'm not that interested in looking up the superhero, The Tick. But let's just keep going with Pete Davidson. Back to his IMDb. A TV show from 2014 called Friends of the People. He plays white supremacist for one episode. Let's look at what this show is. Friends of the People will provide a fresh and unique take on sketch comedy with a combination of scripted sketches, man-on-the-street segments, and more. The show stars comedians Kevin Barnett. Didn't Kevin... Now I have to look up Kevin Barnett. I think... I think Kevin Barnett was that comic that... Yep, that passed away. How did he... How did he pass away? This happened way back in... Oh, dang. Oh. Uh, January 2019. He was only 32. Uh, unexpectedly died of non-traumatic pancreatitis at age 32 while on vacation. Oh, my God. In uh, Tijuana. Mexico. Yeah, I, I knew that name sounded familiar. Wow, that's that's terrible. Jennifer Bartels, Jermaine Fowler, Lil Rel Howery, the Lucas Brothers, and Josh Rabinowitz. Yeah, those are all successful comics. Except Jennifer Bartels. I haven't heard of... I mean, maybe she, she could be successful too. Maybe I just haven't... I'm, I'm looking her up right now. Maybe I just haven't heard of her. She's an actress. East Carolina University. They're doing they're good in football. And Gardner Minshew. Minshew. The old wazoo. Bro. Stash. The stash. Yeah, she she's in a lot of stuff. But she's like a character actor. Uh Jennifer Bartels. Bartels Drugs. Or she's of the Bartels family. But her name only has one L, and Bartels has two. All right. So it was a sketch show, so it predated his his Saturday Night Live uh, career. The next, all right, back to Pete Davidson, IMDb. 
Grow a Guy is a short from 2014. Uh, he plays Friend. Sober Companion, a TV movie, 2014. He plays Derek. I wonder how they determine... Like, why does he... In one of them, he's named Derek. He, he could just as easily be named Derek in the short Grow a Guy. But he's, his character didn't get a name. His name is Friend. I wonder how they determine that. Maybe... Uh, Maybe he just had less lines or screen time when he was friend. The Jay-Z story, he plays Jay-Z fan, is a short from 2015. Yeah, so he really didn't do... He didn't do any... He was just on the fringe until... He kind of broke out in... After this one. Short from 2015. Prom queen. He plays Eddie's friend. Once again, he doesn't get a name in either of those. Ed, Eddie's in... Eddie must be the main character. Eddie must be the main person. So here's why I thought he broke out. 2015, he plays Dr. Connor's patient in Trainwreck. Uh, the, the Amy Schumer movie. What, Bill Hader? Yeah, Bill Hader was the co-star. LeBron was in that movie. I saw that. I saw that in theaters. That was. I remember enjoying that. It was Judd Apatow. Yeah. Okay. That's it was Judd Apatow. That's where he starts. That's where he starts his relationship with Judd Apatow. Okay. Having thought that monogamy was never possible, a commitment phobic career woman may have to face her fears when she meets a good guy. Bill Hader is the good guy. I'm surprised that it's only 6.2 out of 10 stars with 137,000 ratings. That's a lot of ratings. 6.2 out of 10. I remember that the IMDb is known for being tough on the rating on the stars, but 6.2 out of 10? Like, what does this have... Now I'm curious, train wreck, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, get your guess in right now, Rotten Tomatoes, 84%, see that's what I thought, with the, with the critics, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, so, I, that's, I thought, it seemed like it got, it was more well-reviewed, well-received uh, by the critics, but I guess IMDb is tough. It was written by Amy Schumer. It's kind of like her... Is it her memoir? <laughs> no. Uh, actually, maybe... Is it... Is she... I guess... Is it kind of supposed to be like... Partially... It's kind of like a fantasy version of her life. Obviously. Like a... In, inflated... Amy Schumer... Bill Hader... Brie Larson. I did not remember Brie Larson was in this. Colin Quinn, he's a funny comic, New York comic. Devin Fabry, Carla Uyden, Josh Segarra, Ryan Farrell, Jim Florentine, Robert E. Torres. Jim Florentine, another, there's lots of New York City comics in this. 
That's right. Cause, well, because Amy Schumer's a, obviously a New York City comic. Jim Florentine. Robert Kelly, yeah, New York City comic. Dan Soder. I love, I was just listening to Bonfire yesterday. Always, always a huge fan of Bonfire. Yeah, Dan Soder's hilarious. John Cena. Yes, of course. John Cena's like the Young Rock. That's what, like his TV show, Young Rock. But what if it was just about John Cena instead? Dave Attell. He was just on Rogan. That was interesting. He came out of the shadows. He's never in the... David Tell's like a mythical... <laughs> David Tell is like a... Definitely a comedy unicorn or myth. Because, yeah, they always talk about him, but you never hear from him until his Rogan appearance. Most people just never even... Wouldn't even know what he looks like. Unless you're like a real true comedy fan. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he, he probably has... He, I mean, he has that one CD that everyone always talks about. Uh, Skanks for the Memories. People... Yeah, that's like people... Like, Burt Kreischer always says how that's his favorite comedy album. John Glazer. He's a funny... John Glazer's a funny L.A. comic. And he was, John Glazer was funny in Cheap Seats. I, I love, I used to love Cheap Seats back in, it was on like from like 04 to 06. Uh, yeah, just, I was just a kid just watching, Cheap Seats was a great show on ESPN Classic. It was uh, Jason and Randy Sklar. I'm still a huge fan of the Sklar Brothers. Dumb People Town, Daniel Vanker, love the Sklar Brothers. I've seen them live at Helium in Portland with friends, but yeah, I, that was, I wish I could, that's just one of those unfortunate nights where you went, you got too excited, you wish you would have smoked more weed than, you wish you would have replaced the alcohol with the weed, yeah, that's how it always, that always works out better. But, God, so yeah, I got, I got too drunk during the Slar Brothers, but that, that's okay, though. You can't, you can't, you can't live in regret. It's all good. It's all good. You can't live in regret. And, and I just took a, we were just taking an Uber ride home anyway, so it's not a big deal. But still, though, control your drinking. Don't drink too much. That's, weed's better. Weed's better than alcohol. But, um... Everyone knows that, though, honestly. Um, even even alcoholics know it, right? Because uh, it hurts your body. The the toll. <laughs> now I'm just I'm taking down alcohol now. No, it's all good. So everyone loves everyone likes to. Yeah, of course. Everyone likes to drink. Everyone like <laughs> it. Just turns into like an AA pod now. <laughs> all right, back to cheapsies. Um, John Glazer, speaking of, speaking of what, the, I got the NBC News on, on the mute on the TV, they're talking about the Waukesha, that parade, they keep showing this guy, <laughs> he, this was the guy that 
drove the fan. What do you do? Uh, this guy like drove an SUV through a parade. Remember that? Um, this was a what? A couple years? Was this during the pandemic? This was a couple years back in in uh, Waukegan, Illinois. No, was it? Wait, no, it was um. Was it? It was either Wisconsin. No, was it Wisconsin or Illinois? I think this was a fella that drove the car. God, what a can you, jeez. And then this California family missing after being taken against their will. They they're showing a guy with a mask. He's wearing a. One of those powder blue masks. <laughs> the the criminal guy. He's so he's so he's okay with he's okay with uh, kidnapping a family, but he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't want to get COVID. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to s- spread. He doesn't want to give them COVID. But he's okay with the kidnapping them. That's that's hilarious. Oh my god. One sec. One sec. It's okay. It's still working. Your phone's still working. I know sometimes when they stop talking, you have to look at your phone and you're like, you're like, is this thing still on? Sometimes like the Spotify will just like time out or something. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts, so I'm familiar with the, you guys know this from my past episodes. It's God, dude, this is such a throwback. This feels like such a throwback. I'm doing the, I'm reading the IMDb. You kidding me? I'm reading IMDb. You kidding me? All right, let's get back to the... Man, the news... God, the news can be intense. That's why you don't really... You just don't watch the news, you know? But I don't really have uh, much cable. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have much cable. No, um, I just have the cheap... Um, actually, I have, I'm, I have such a ball... My parents got this for me like just over a year ago so I've been using I've been watching TV for over a year for free cause um not cause I'm stealing cable because <laughs> not cause that cause um I got the uh the old bunny ears the old antenna like it's like uh like it's 1997 or some yeah you old, you old bunny ears Put them up by the window, and uh, I get the basic channels like ABC, NBC, CBS. You got Survivor Wednesday nights now. Uh, uh, I used to have Fox, but then I scanned it. I, I rescanned my channels, and I lost Fox. So, so I haven't got back on Fox yet. I haven't done another scan. I got all intimidated and scared of... I got scared of the scan. Because I don't want to lose... Like, like CBS. <laughs> I start looking at it like... Now, I'm gonna, now it's going to take other channels away from me. Even though, like... I'm sure that's not really how it operates. But, uh... I mean, Fox is definitely... Fox is huge this time of year. So I definitely am... I mean, I am, like, uh... Flying back... In a week, but um, but no for for football for Saturday and Sunday for football, 
So like I really should, uh, I really should scan it. <laughs> this is such a in, this is such inside. This is such information that really only concerns myself. Like it does. <laughs> it's just it's like why does it even? But uh, I think I will. I think maybe I will scan it. Cause I want. Cause football. Fox is huge on the football. It's, it's got. It's got uh, some Am- the Amazon guy is a very cheerful. Amazon guy walking by, I was, I can hear him still. He's whistling. That guy's a loud whistler. That's <laughs> like a hundred feet away, I can hear him whistling. Um, no, Fox is huge. Fox is huge. Because, uh, yeah, they get college football and then obviously like Sundays, NFL. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know how my scan goes. <laughs> not like it sounds like I'm talking about like a health issue. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. I'll let you know how my TV channel scan goes. Hopefully I get Fox back. <laughs> Cross my fingers. All right. Uh, no, but you definitely want CBS. You want CBS over Fox for sure. Because it's Survivor season. You got Survivor. So that's essential. And then CBS has also SEC football. They always have a great SEC football game on every afternoon, Saturday afternoon. And then um, they usually have two NFL games on it. You get the Chargers, the, like the Chargers would be on. And then um, there's usually like a morning and an afternoon one. So so that's why I've been like lax with the Fox. Lax Fox. But uh, yeah, because there's always like... And then ABC. ABC has lots of good football college football and ABC ABC's been running the Monday Night Football like I wonder I wonder that's what I was wondering is if that will go all season because I didn't even realize luckily I flipped over to ABC at like just after six o'clock yesterday because uh the Rams 49ers game was on and uh the Monday night that was a great fantastic touchdown by uh Debo Samuel, he, I, the, it was such pathetic, just ta- the bad tackling though. It was a great touchdown. Obvi- it's obviously just can be both. It's a combination. It can be a combination of great shedding of tackles, but also terrible attempts at tackling. And, um, but it was very nice. And the, the 49ers won that game. So both those teams are two and two, and then the Seahawks beat the F- Lions in the huge shootout. So they are two. Seahawks are two and two, and then what about the Cardinals? Now I'm thinking, I can't even think. The AZ Cardinals are they? Uh, what's the Cardinals record? Come on, just why can't you just give it to me? Uh yeah, it is Cardinals lost to the Chiefs zero and one. They beat the Raiders one and one. They lost to the Rams one and two. Then they beat the Panthers two and two. So isn't that funny that after four weeks, all four teams in the NFC West are knotted up at two and two? Isn't that fun? And there's also four teams knotted up at three and one 
in the AFFL, the Arneson Fantasy Football League. The team, I'm one of the teams, Whammy. Whammy? 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 And I did that. I came up with Whammy. I, I believe the first season, well, I won. I have the, I have the bobblehead right here. I won in 2013 with Whammy, and um, that's obviously uh, from Anchorman, but Anchorman 2 didn't come out till Christmas time, Christmas time of 2013. So, and then in Anchorman 2 was when, remember um, Champ, Dave Keckner? Todd Packer from The Office. Dave Keckner is such an underrated... Dave Keckner is an underrated comedic actor. He's hilarious. But, um... Now, now, I'm, like, now I'm like, wait, what was I even saying about... Um, Whammy, he had a... Like, he had like a restaurant. Remember, it was like a fried... It was like fried chicken, but it was like weird, like bats. It was He had like fried bats or something. And his restaurant was called... Whammy, whammy. Yeah, his restaurant was called Whammy, and it's like he had it in the first one, and in Anchorman one, they they dipped their toe in the Whammy, but then Anchorman two, they went all in on Whammy. So I was, I'm just saying that I was early money on Whammy. Like if if Whammy was a stock, then I would have been invested early. I would have done well. All right, like Tesla, like Tesla. Okay, enough whammy talk. Yeah, oh wait, who's I saying? The teams, it's me, Hawkeyes, my dad, Pink Panther, my sister, Katie, and Matt, my cousin, who's about to, congratulations to Matt, about to get married there, over there in North Carolina, over there in North Carolina. My cousin Matt is getting married in a couple weeks, and he's the purple pe- purple people eater, and he was undefeated. He was the only undefeated team going into this week, and he lost. So, us four teams are us four are not up at three and one. There you go. There's a report on fantasy football. Now let's get back to real. Pete Davidson, IMDb page. His next credit is a TV show from 2016, The Jim Gaffigan Show. He played Jeffy for one episode. I never watched this show, but I imagine it was pretty funny. Because Jim Gaffigan is, might be my, like my dad's, I feel like if my dad had to choose like a favorite stand-up comic, he may he might say Jim Gaffigan. And um Jim Gaffigan, Ashley Williams, Michael Ian Black. He's fun. He was funny on Getting Dug with High. I used to love Getting Dug with High. But then Doug Benson, he put it in his uh behind a paywall. It's kinda I don't know, that's kinda lame. Why would you take that off YouTube? Just how do you you're asking people for money to watch to watch you get, <laughs> isn't that, that's a funny, that's a funny idea. You're what, 
he's asking for four dollars and twenty cents, of course, a month, which it it doesn't sound like a lot, but I've subscribed to Patreons before, and you always do. You the thing about the Patreons is you always do more than one, so it really does add up to a lot. But uh, that's hilarious. He's asking people to give him money to smoke weed on the internet. It's like, it's like, of course, I have, of course, I, uh, I promote and agree with the, the act of doing it. But the part where he asks, where he's, where you're required to give him money to watch, that that's the funny part because it used to be on. Uh, YouTube for free, of course, on YouTube. And I used to, I did in 2015, September of 2015. So I guess that's just over seven years ago now. Yeah, I can't believe how long ago that is. Just over seven years ago. I was a ripe, what, 2015. I was 22 years old. I am now 29. And I moved... That's when the first attempt at moving to L.A. God, and I was in a crazy... I was in a terrible part of town. Well, I didn't know anything about this place. But obviously... Well, yeah, went through the whole uh, rigmarole of, like, the person... <laughs> I've, I've already told this whole story on the old episodes of the podcast, so I won't even get into it. But obviously, like, a fraudulent leaser. I'll say it like that. And, um... No, but I was originally, I, I did uh, interned a couple weeks, just like really like a couple times, a couple days at Jash. And Jash, Jash, it's a funny word, was the company that did, or I don't know if Jash still does it, or I don't, I don't know if Jash is still a company. It was like an old comedy website, but they were the ones that produced Getting Dug With High. So I got a I got to work um I got to intern an episode. It was it was an episode. It was like September I don't know if I remember the exact date. It was like around um around September 10th, 2015. Uh I can just pull it up. Why do I not just pull it up? Um I'll I'll go Michael cuz Michael McDonald, the actor, not the singer, uh getting dug Michael McDoug, my, my, Michael McDougald, uh, Michael McDonald, getting to, September 18th, 2015, Kimberly Congdon, Todd Glass, but Todd, Todd Glass is definitely one of my favorite comics, like, he was so funny, he was, he just, like, ranted at us, at the, like, us interns, he just, like, got a, he, he lo- you could tell he just loves a, a cr- an audience, just some, just anyone, just to do a rant at. Like he was just, just a, not like a, a, a hilarious rant. I, like I mean that like in a positive way. Like Todd Glass is so funny. Like I, I hope he's doing. I, th- I think yeah, I think he's doing. He's doing good stuff. Um, Kimberly Condon, Todd Glass, Michael McDonald, which uh, Michael McDonald was. Um, Let's see. Let's see what he's been in. He's December 31st, 1964. Oh, he that's where he's from. Is a uh, Mad TV, of course. I was just 
during... I wonder if he was there at the same time as... I was just listening to Fighter and the Kid. Brian Callen was on Mad TV. I wonder if he was on the same time. No, Brian Callen was just the first two seasons. And... So Mad TV started way back in... On Fox. <laughs> back in, I wouldn't have been able to watch it on Fox. 1995. And, um... Michael McDonald who was there at the Getting Dug with episode, well, he joined the fourth season in 1998. But he remained on the cast till the 13th season, which was the penultimate season, having become the longest tenured cast member. There you go. That's a fun fact. Is uh, he's, he's from Fullerton, California. That's, that's a great little... Uh, Fun tidbit, fun... That's like great bar trivia is... Um, I could see that being a question in like in some bar trivia game. Is who is the longest tenured cast member of Mad TV? Is it a little, a little more difficult than SNL? Even though I wouldn't... Oh, oh uh, Keenan Thompson. It must... It's got to be... It's definitely Keenan Thompson, obviously. Keenan Thompson has been on SNL. Now let's, so so Michael McDonald is the longest for Mad, for Mad TV. Keenan Thompson, is he leaving? Um, he's been on SNL since two thousand three, making him the longest tenured cast member in the show's history. Uh, he was also the first regular cast member born after the show's premiere in nineteen seventy five. He was born May 10th, 1978. Wow. So he was he was only 25. God, so young. He to be on SN He was on Saturday Night Live as a regular cast member at 25. And then now he's uh 44 and he's still doing it. But I wonder is he leaving? Is that is that the is that the thing? I'm going to say leaving. I'm going to say Keenan Thompson leaving SNL clarified that he is not calling to end the show. Wait. So he's not. No. Oh, okay. It said he considers leaving. Uh, did Mary, maybe, um, did Lorne Michaels? I guess I don't really keep up. I don't care too much about, uh, dude, SNL is, oh my God. Speaking of drop off. I mean, I wasn't talking about drops, but, jeez. Yeah. Everybody knows that, though. SNL's not as funny as it... W Even, it was funny, um... With, like, uh... Bill Hader. Bill Hader was great. The the Lonely Island guys, speaking of Andy Samberg, the Lonely Island videos were always funny. Those were always great. Uh, Bill... Who were... Keenan. Keenan's funny... Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis was funny on SNL. Like that, that crew. Like around, uh, like, let's see, Sudeikis, SNL. When was he? He was Sudeikis, 05 to 2013. Okay, yeah, so just, that era was pretty. Let's pull up SNL. This is, we're not going to 
this is all we're going to talk about with that. I mean, I mean, we're not going to, I'm not going to spend any more time on it because I don't really find it. Oh my God. They can't give me like a, give me like a succinct like timeline. Come on. There's so many. Oh my God. There's way too many names. It's so confusing trying to dissect one that like weird timeline on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to get in, into it, but, uh. Oh, Cecily. Cecily Strong. She's funny. Um, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was always hilarious. But but all these people left. Like, all these people, all the funny people departed from SNL, it seems like. But let's get, speaking of SNL, let's get back to Pete Davidson. Let's get back to, where were we in his credits? Here we go. We have a TV mini-series from 2016, Give Converse with Pete Davison. He plays Pete Davison for nine episodes. What the heck could this be? There appears to be no... There's no description of it or anything. Give Converse... Now I have to Google this. Give... Was it like a commercial? This is like a... Is this like a shoe commercial? Uh, it's a web video series... Will feature Pete Davidson shining a light on some of the worst holiday gifting fails and lamenting some holiday gifts he's rece- he has received personally. He'll then suggest converse gifts that could have and probably should have been given instead. Okay, so it has nothing to do with. Does it have? I am confused. Does it have something? It does not have anything to do with the shoe converse, or does it? <laughs> See that's that's the confusing part. Is is he a fan? Is he a big? Because now I think it says Pete Davidson uh, Converse shoes. Because it appears is he a fan of Converse? Um, oh no, Pete Davidson joins Converse for hilarious holiday video campaign. Yeah, so it's uh, of course it's the shoe. It's the shoe, and they're showing this pair of, oh, I see, it's, um, these are, I would wear it, I would definitely get these shoes, these shoes, these shoes are so cool, are, um, they're the Pete Davidson Converse uh, King of Staten Island shoes, they are, I don't, I don't like how they're white, because I don't, I don't wear white shoes, because it's too hard to keep it's too much work to keep the white shoes clean. I don't mind if the the rim of the shoe, you know, like the the rim of the shoe, like the brim, the what do you call that part? This like you know what I mean, like the rim or the brim of the shoe is white, like the that like I like like a fat a fat brim, <laughs> fat a brim job, a nice brim job on my shoe. Like I like a fat white brim but uh what are these this is a pair of this is a pair of converse shoes with just pete davison's picture on them so and pete he's wearing a a flamingo button-up shirt which is that's funny because it's hilarious because i'm wearing a a button-up shirt with flying tacos on it right now 
So <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm during the Pete Davidson episode. I am wearing. I'm definitely wearing a shirt that. Oh my gosh. Wait, one sec. Let me pause this. I'm getting called. One sec. If I was your bartender, I'd hurt you some. In the top, I guess I could pull up the lyrics. Let me pull up the lyrics. Uh, that was just um, one of the hospitals. That was just one of the hospitals calling me. I have a relationship. I'm uh, polyamorous with hospitals. Poly, polyg, no, polygamous? Both polyamorous and polygamous. I'm hospital polyamorous. I got two of them. Uh, that was one of them just calling me. But it's all good, though. I'm just going to have a phone appointment. One, I'll just have a phone appointment with one of my... So tomorrow I'll go to one of the doctors, downtown L.A., uh, sit in traffic. I don't mind sitting in traffic, really. It's like a nice time to relax. I, I don't really understand, like, the, the... What's the big beef with... Like, unless you're super... If you're... Unless you're super busy, it's not that big of a deal, really. Because you kind of just build it into your schedule. I can see if you're super busy, it might be kind of annoying. But it's always funny when people are like, like, you can't use traffic as an excuse for anything. Because it's like, what, you weren't aware that it takes an hour to get from West Valley to downtown? Most, almost all times? It's going to take an hour. This is down, this is inside baseball. L.A. Not a big deal. Here we go. That that and I was gonna say it's always it's always rattles you when like when someone calls you it's always like what because people usually don't call much now, any, anymore unless it's planned. There's usually even if there's a call there's usually texts that precede the call like you text to plan the call. But let's get back where. And Morgan Wallen is my... Morgan Wallen is just killing it in the country. This is one of the songs. This song, I feel like, could have gone, like, another level. Like, some songs... Some songs have good choruses. This song is a good chorus. But then... Is it the bridge? Like, I don't, I don't know anything about, like... Music or, like, lyrics or song structure. But... I don't know if it's the bridge or what... That but that one part of the song that's, like, very catchy. Like, some lots of songs, like, uh... Like, in, like just songs have, like, the one part that's, like, a little different from the rest of the song. And it's very catchy. And some songs have really good... I think... Well, now I have to see what is the bridge in the song. What... I'm curious. What's... The bridge in a, in a song um, is a section of a song that's intended to provide contrast to the rest of the composition. Exactly. That is exactly what I was just saying. I was just saying it's a little different. That's <laughs> I am I'm a genius. I am a genius. Um, exactly. It's the part that... Or... or um, a bridge often connects the verse to the chorus of a song. 
It can also sit between the last two chorus sections to add variation. Think of it as a transitional section. Very good. Uh, okay, yeah, so it's like a songwriters use bridges to change moods and keep audiences on their toes. That's what I'm saying. It's that one part of the song that is a little different than the rest of the song and like catchy. It's like the catchiest part. Anyway. If I was your bartender, I'd mix them up strong in a tall blender till the last one's gone. Yeah, I'd play every heartbreak song on the jukebox till your teardrops, they fell on that bar top. Keep your drinking, get you thinking, I'm right where you need to be. If I was your bartender, I'd talk you out of leaving me. That song is Your Bartender by Morgan Wallen. And people would be like, remember that old classic joke? It's such a mean joke when someone's like, who's that song by Morgan Wallen? And then they're like, oh, well, let's leave it that way. Remember that joke? It's such a mean joke. All right. <laughs> TV. <laughs> uh, TV mini-series 2017 called 86th. He plays Waiter. One episode. Honestly, if Pete Davidson was my waiter, that sounds like the start of a short story. If if Pete Davidson was my waiter, this, oh, this, I wonder if this is where he hooked up with uh, Larry David's daughter. Because um, she, she starred in that. Uh, Cassie. Cassie, let's just, Pete Davidson, Cassie David. Yes, exactly. Um, so November of 2020, they split up after two and a half years. So that brings it back to, um, what, May of 2018. And, okay, this came out in 2017. Wait, how young? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Now I'm like, I mean, sure. Okay, she's she's um Cassie David's only. She's she's his age. I thought she was a little younger. She's she's our age basically. She's a uh, May of 94. So she's a year younger than me, but uh basically his age. Okay. Their their ages Comparable. Um, she's, of course, Larry David's daughter. She went to Emerson College. Emerson. In Boston. Uh, let's read about Emerson. <laughs> you guys like how this podcast... I'm just, like, going in spider branching in all directions. 1880 was when Emerson College was founded by Charles Wesley Emerson. It's a school of oratory. Oratory. How do you say that? Isn't that funny that I'm asking how to say... How do you say oratory? Is that funny? Nah, it's not that funny. But I would ask... Dude. Alexis, what about... Is creepy. I find it creepy. Like, um... My aunt. Like, my great aunt and uncle. Uh, Billy and Alan. They have, uh... I don't even want to say her name because I don't want to 
I don't want to, you know, uh, call to her, but, you know, Alexis. Nope, not you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> See? I don't want to say her name because then she starts listening. She's scary, dude. Uh, she's listening to us right now. If she's in your... No, but maybe if you got the earphones in, she's not. But what if you were... You could be listening to me on her, probably. That would be funny. Yeah, you can definitely... You can definitely listen to a podcast on her. But it's... <laughs> it sounds like you're just, like, talking about someone behind their back. But... Uh, no, I find her creepy. Like, she's in... Like, my gr great aunt and Billy and Uncle Alan... They have one of her, and uh, they just, like, call out to her to, they yell at her, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't use that tone with her, <laughs> don't use that tone with her, dude, you don't want to make her mad, uh, in, like, uh, 20 years or so, you know, when, uh, what's that, that one Will Smith movie, remember, uh, AI, was that the movie, I pulled, now I gotta pull that movie up. Speaking of Will Smith, I see we didn't even learn anything about Emerson. We'll get back. We'll get back. We'll get back to Emerson. But uh, yes, AI Will Smith. I know iRobot, of course. iRobot. Was this? This is the only movie that has a. What is this? A. What do you even call it? Is it a? It's not a semicolon. Is it a semi? What's what's. Uh, is a semicolon what's the one with the the comma on the bottom yes is that a semicolon yes it's a semicolon in the, I, I keep saying semicolon <laughs> in iRobot what is that the only movie is i see now i have to this is just i'm just gonna keep googling stuff is iRobot the only movie with a semicolon that's what that's why i'm curious the only movie with a semicolon. There you go. Um, dang it. Nobody, apparently nobody else appears to be interested in this. But wait, for some... Mm, no, but then, okay. Wikipedia is just wrong. Because on... on, on uh, okay, no. The movie I have Robot on, on IMDb in everywhere, it has a... It's just a comma. I was good. I got all excited, but on Wikipedia, like right, if if you looked up uh, Will Smith AI movie, and then iRobot popped up, and it has a big fat semicolon, right in the middle of I and robot, isn't that funny? Um, that's hilarious. That got me all hyped up. I was like, what is going on here? Because it just didn't look right to me. So. Guess what? Guess what year iRobot is set in? See, that's what I was just saying. I was saying in however many years. Guess what year that uh, Alex Proyas, the director of iRobot, or it's it's actually a story by Isaac Asimov. I've definitely heard. I've heard of him. Isaac Asimov, a Russian-born American writer, professor of biochemistry at Boston University. January 2nd, 1920 to April 6th, 1992. He, he died a year, just over a year before I entered. So I could be... See, if you believe in reincarnation... <laughs> no, 
Now we go down this route. Now we go down this route. If you believe in reincarnation, then, I mean, anyone my age could be Isaac Asimov. I just say it all funny. Isaac Asimov. Uh, is that is that how reincarnation is supposed to work? Like I'm just like some old Russian guy who worked at Boston University during his lifetime. Everyone remember. I remember Isaac Asimov. He was considered one of the big three science fiction writers, along with Robert A. Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke. Now I gotta look at these guys. 1907 to 1988. So this guy, Robert Heinlein, is from Butler, Missouri. But he died in Carmel-by-the-Sea. Carmel, Carmel. Isn't, isn't Carmel the... The Clint Eastwood? Yeah, that's the Clint Eastwood one. He served, Clint Eastwood was the mayor from 1986 to 88. There you go. Uh, all sorts of fun facts here. So, that's Robert Heinlein. What about Arthur C. Clarke? 1917. All these guys lived a long time. See, that's why, that's why they're so prolific. Because this guy lived to be 90. The, la the last guy lived to be 80. This guy lived to be 90. He's, he's British. Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Sure, of course. So, Isaac Asimov. He wrote or edited more than 500 books. That is absolutely insane. He also wrote an estimated 90,000 letters and postcards. 90,000? See, um, so I, let's do the math. So if he lived, let's say 70 times 365 is, so 25,000. 90,000 divided by... 25. I could have just done 90 divided by 25. 3.6. So th about, um, about three and a half. About three and a half postcards every single day for, uh, but I guess he, he wasn't doing it when he was two years old. So let's say he, let's say he started at, um, he lived to be 72. Let's say he started at seven years old. So he did it for 65 years times. I love doing these math problems. 65 times 365, so 23,725. Let's just say 23,000. So, wait, what are we? I'm, I'm doing so much math right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm mad. I feel like a Goodwill Hunting when he's, uh, when he's writing on the, on the giant chalkboard. Uh, I'm just going to do 90 divided by 23. So, 4. So, he was doing... He was literally... Every single day, since he was a little kid, he would write like four postcards slash letters, four per day, every single day, for uh, for literally um. That's crazy. Yeah, for his whole life. What? <laughs> Who's who is he writing? <laughs> See, the the math doesn't add up because there's no one. He must have just been firing these off to, like, random addresses. Because, um, like, I, I send lots of letters. Because I thought that was interesting. Because I'm, I always, I have a bunch of stamps 
I, I have a whole bunch of stamps and uh just today I, I fired off a bunch of letters like I, I've been I got these this six pack of Halloween cards so I've sent all of those but um you don't know that many people how could he know he must have been sending letters and postcards to every I mean I guess think about it though um no I mean this was like the during like the Seven no, there's phones. He could have been calling people. Like he obviously could have been calling people. When was the uh what year do you think the telephone was invented? Telephone telephone invented uh eighteen seventy six? I definitely I definitely would not have guessed the eighteen hundreds. I I would have thought like uh like nineteen thirty or something. Way after that. Okay, so um yeah, my point is how do you write ninety thousand letters slash postcards? That is I, it's fun though. I, I do see um I see the attraction of it. It's especially postcards. Like especially when you're traveling, it's always fun to send a postcard to someone. That is always fun, for sure. Because you're like, I was at this place. And, uh... I could see the appeal. But 90,000 of them? Like, his his friends and family must have been like... God, like, Isaac is, won't stop me s- sending me... <laughs> I mean, I, I, send, I send lots of letters and stuff, but not... I haven't done thousands, I don't think... But also, I have the... I also can text. Imagine if you couldn't text people. Then I, then it starts to make more sense then, if you can't text. Or email. Like, he died in uh, 1992, so that's like before the internet. So, yeah. He had no, he had no internet, so... Uh, if you like the written word, then that's how you were doing it back then. I wonder if he was using a, a typewriter. Um... The, let's go Pete Davidson IMDB Click Clack Moo Christmas at the Farm is a TV short from 2017 he is the voice of Duck now I'm just thinking to myself whether I want to I think I might just uh, so let's see this was directed by Jennifer Oxley writer Will McRobb Click clack moo, Christmas at the farm. It's Christmas time and the farm animals have a problem. How to buy Farmer Brown the present of his dreams? A Tumbletron 300 clothes dryer. It's a race against time for them. And for Duck, who has his own problem, upping his nice numbers for Santa to get off the naughty list. So he wants a a clothes dryer? That's kind of... Is this a... Oh, it's TV Y. It is for kids. I thought it would have been like, um, I was thinking like Adult Swim. I was thinking like a South Park or something, like a adult, uh, like cartoon for adults. This appears to be actually literally for, it's TV Y. It's actually for kids. Rachel Bloom, I, th- I believe she's uh, like my super ex girlfriend, I think. Patton Oswald. Katie Crown, Jim Cummings, Chris Diamond, 
that Diamantof, I'm clicking on Diamantopoulos, Diamantopoulos, we know him, uh, he's been lost, he's been lots of stuff, he was in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, that was one of the most fun background gigs I ever got, was Silicon Valley, it was up in Acton, it was like near Santa Clarita, up near Santa Clarita, up in the desert, just for five days, because it's always fun when it was a five-day job. So those the the longer the jobs, the better. And like long days, and it was a festival. So that was fun. We were just it was all dusty, and but there were some great actors and lots of lots of funny people on that show. Kumail, who I saw Kumail on Chippendales, I saw him there. Uh, Thomas Milditch. I saw Thomas Milditch when I did Be Positive. Uh, Gabe from The Office, Zach Woods. I, I remember seeing, I looked, I, we were in the, a giant, like this giant circus tent. There was like 300 background people. And I remember just looking up and I saw Gabe from The Office. I'm just going to call him Gabe from The Office because no one knows his name. I, his name is Zach Woods, I, right? Now I have to pull him up. Uh, but I remember just looking up, and he was he was like peeking his head in. I saw he was like looking in, and he was just like scanning the. I th I feel like I could I could see him like um, he was like a reminiscing, and um, yeah, he just looked. He was like scanning the the crowd, and I definitely. He saw me see him. I saw him, and then he saw me see him. We looked at each other, and uh, but then he left. Like right when, <laughs> right, right when, right when he saw me see him, because he he obviously didn't want to be like um, I, I wasn't gonna do anything, but he didn't want to be bombarded by photo requests, you know, because everyone loves. Not that I don't like everyone's usually was pretty professional. I always remember everyone being very professional around the actors, but he didn't want to be. Imagine being like a, a side character in The Office. Like The Office is like top, like top five most watched sitcoms of all time. Because like it's because it's rewatched. It's it's been watched. It's been uh, revisited by generations. I mean, it's not that old. Yeah, I mean, by, by one generation. Because <laughs> it just ended, uh, what, 2013. So it has, it has not even been a decade since The Office was ended. But, I mean, it, it did really... I mean, when, when Michael left, it wasn't the same. But that was only one season, though. And then Michael came back for, uh, for the, the wedding. Michael came back for the wedding. And um, and I got to see Steve Carell at The Patient, the I think it's an Apple TV show. Uh, yeah, The Patient. I got in a, it was in a church. Got to see the man Steve Carell, up pretty up close, like you know, like dude, it's cool just to yeah, it's definitely cool just to because it's not like um, it's not like an athlete where you can just go. If you love 
LeBron, you could like pay like eighty bucks or whatever and go to a Lakers game, you know, go see witness LeBron, but not anyone. But people who love The Office can't just go see Steve Carell, right? You have to. It's a. It's. That's like that's like the very cruel part about background is you get like and and you get to see the you get to see them uh, doing their doing their thing, on the job at work, in action, like literally in action. Like they say action. Like you know, that's a that is a cool part about the that was always a cool part about doing background. So yeah, because it's not because these guys are these guys and ladies. These guys and gals are, uh, like, idolized, like, lionized, idolized, like, looked up to, just like um, professional athletes are. But the difference is, like, professional athletes are, like, uh, you know, like, you, you can go witness, a, you can go witness um, a game, and you can go see them do their thing. But, but that's why people will want to go on uh, studio tours and all that stuff. That's the, that's the cool part about the studio tours. Like I have a picture over here of in my on my mantle from December of 2002 of me and my brother and sister in uh, so it's almost 20 years ago now and we were on uh, the Warner Brothers lot studio tour. Yeah, I was just I was just over at Warner Brothers like not that long ago. And uh yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah, it's like full circle. Once again, everything is full circle. Everything, full circle. I don't know, is that the motto? Or it's just, uh, everything just comes tied together in the podcast, I guess. But, uh, yeah, what else was I saying? I feel like that's a good time to wrap it up. Let's just end it right here. And I was gonna, yeah, I'll just do the second part next time. So that's for today's pod. There we go. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I don't even know what else. To, I, it's been so long since I did the classic pod. But let's just sign off and say see ya. Whatever I do it next time. Thank you so much. Uh, spread the good word. See ya next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.